68. I'm your host, Hector. Mind Grenade is a pop culture-based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. So this time around, I decided to flip the script. Instead of my usual movie review that I do when I do these solo episodes, um, I'm going to be doing short reaction podcasts to Marvel Studios' What If anthology. And so I'll be doing one of these supplemental episodes to coincide with each new episode of What If as they drop on Disney Plus. Um, there's nine episodes, so I'll be doing uh, I'll be doing this for nine weeks. Uh, another thing you should know is that um, I will be talking at length about these episodes. So if you don't want anything ruined, um, here's your spoiler warning. I know usually when I do these solo episodes where I'm reviewing a film, I tell people not to worry about spoilers because I usually uh, speak in generalities about my feelings uh, on the film I'm reviewing. But uh, in this case, with these little reaction vid uh, videos, with these reaction um, episodes, I will be talking at length about what happens in the particular episode. So, um, yeah, just fair warning there. So let's get into it. Um, let me just say that I have a feeling that I like this slightly more than it deserves. And um, saying that... Um, I, I do think it's a good show. I just think my enthusiasm coming into the whole thing, uh, my uh, kind of inflate <laughs> what my feelings are uh, uh, for this show. Uh, I'm a huge fan of animation. I, I think this is a very interesting take in fiction, the uh, kind of what if, you know, what if uh, – these choices were different and how that would affect the storytelling moving forward. Uh, I think it's um, a very interesting idea. So, um, but at the same time, I knew that the stakes were low for these stories because they're not part, they're not part of the mainline MCU continuity. So uh, this is like just kind of a um, low stakes thought experiment story idea and uh so uh i just wanted to put that out there that uh just right away with this first episode um uh that my um enthusiasm uh might paint my reaction to this first episode of these first episodes uh going into this so um i'm gonna go into the stuff that uh my, my nitpicks first and then this then i'll around things out with the stuff that I really enjoyed. So uh, right away, just the convenient plot contrivances that are um, are kind of evident in the MCU movies, which is that uh, certain characters are just clever enough to get them out of this situation or just strong enough for this situation. Um, it's just little convenient plot twists that uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, make it a little hard to suspend disbelief. So for example, in this first episode, which is called What If Peggy Carter Were the First Avenger? Howard Stark ends up creating the Iron Man suit decades and decades before Tony Stark did. And it seemed like Howard Stark just did it over a weekend. Like he just decided to do it and then you know, ends up creating uh, an Iron Man suit that's indestructible, like, right away. Uh, it just seemed like uh, 
it didn't take him very much effort where it took Tony Stark, you know, a life and death experience, uh, just, you know, so, um, it just seemed convenient. And then, uh, one other thing, uh, nitpick that I have that kind of falls into this whole, uh, plot contrivance is, um, that's Steve Rogers. So right away, uh, when Steve Rogers is getting ready to, um, be, uh, turned into a super soldier, uh, things go, uh, sideways and, uh, Steve Rogers gets shot. And his reaction is that of some, if I ever get shot, I hope that I get shot the way Steve Rogers gets shot here. He, um, somebody pulls a gun at him, shoots him. Uh, Peggy goes to his aid and she's like worried for him. And he's like, oh, Peggy, I'll make it. I'm good. Like there's no shock in his kind of uh, demeanor at all that he just got shot. (laughs) Like I would be freaking out. So little things like that kind of um, don't necessarily take me out completely of the story, but just kind of I, I pause for a little bit. I was like, oh, it just seems kind of convenient. So those couple things, those are my only nitpicks is the, uh, um, <clears throat> the convenient plot contrivances that, you know, um, they do sh- stuff like that does happen in the main movies. But in uh, this, <clears throat> I, I just noticed it uh pretty clearly. And you know what? And the what if comics that I grew up with reading, they would have stuff like that where it's like, ah, just move, you know, that just seems really convenient, but just move along because we just need to get to uh, the point of our story, which is, that's the thing. It's, they're facilitating their premise by making certain little plot points convenient so that we can move along to get to what our main point is, which is what if Peggy Carter were the first Avenger. So that kind of leads me into the stuff I did like Peggy Carter. Haley Atwell is so charming, such a great actress. I'm so glad that they cast her originally. Uh, her chemistry with Chris Evans is uh, just excellent. She's she's wonderful. I, I was a fan of the Agent Carter TV series. I'm glad they had her in, in a lot of the other Avengers movies as a supporting character, supporting actress. Um, she's fantastic. And, and I'm also a huge uh, Anglophile, so just the whole Captain Britain thing uh, uh, is, is, was exciting for me. Uh, and then speaking to, about the uh, speaking on the uh, Captain Britain part of it, the, uh, the design of uh, her costume and stuff like that, I, I'll get back to Peggy Carter and Haley Atwell here in a second, but I, I, I want to kind of go back to the beginning. Um, Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, the voice actor uh, for the Watcher, which is a brilliant idea. Jeffrey Wright uh, is awesome in just about everything he does. He's he's such a charismatic actor. Has a great voice. Uh, has the gravitas for this. Um, that intro uh, right away gave me vibes of like. Um, Patrick Stewart doing the intro to the TNG to Star Trek The, the Next Generation, that whole kind of mantra thing that they do with the space, the final frontier thing. I'm getting the same vibe with Jeffrey Wright doing this intro for this What If series and a uh, uh, big fan. So um, I like that they did that there, that th- their approach. I like their approach there. Um, so uh, let's see. I-, I was just speaking about the costume and the design. Um, let me speak on the animation. 
huge fan of animation. If it was up for me, if it was up to me, everything on TV would be animated, including sports. And I know that makes no sense, but uh, that's how much I love animation. And the uh, the cell animation in this I really like. Um, I was thinking earlier before I started recording that that the animation takes the likeness of these actors, like Haley Atwell and. Um, Oh boy, I forget the actor's name that plays Tony Stark, or not Tony Stark, but Howard Stark. But they, it's so they're they're voicing. They they got the actual actors to voice their characters for this animated show. It's got to be a trip to go watch this after you voiced it, and then see a cartoon character version of yourself with with the your your. Your voice, just like, that's got to be a trip. Uh, but anyway, so um, very, very cool approach in the style. And and it also captures the, uh, the aesthetic of the movie it's based on. So this, this movie, I'm sorry, this episode is based on Captain America, the first Avenger. So it's essentially the same kind of uh, structure as that movie, except you're replacing Steve Rogers with uh, Peggy Carter and then making Steve Rogers the sidekick, uh, which was really cool. I enjoyed that. Uh, there's there's scenes where, little montages where uh, Steve Rogers is in the Hydra Stomper, which is the Iron Man suit that Tony, uh, Tony Stark, that Howard Starks creates uh, for Steve Rogers. Um, there's scenes where there's like a handle or something on the back of the Iron Man suit where Peggy Carter kind of holds onto. And, uh, and so it's, it's a really cool kind of team up situation, like a little dynamic there, which I really enjoyed. So, um, yeah. So speaking to the animation again, um, I'm so glad that, uh, they, they picked this style. It really works. Uh, it's really slick. The action comes off very um, kinetic and smooth. Uh, yeah, it's is beautifully rendered. I've I've uh, been watching Demon Slayer, um, Kimetsu no Yaiba, uh, I think it's how you say it, uh, and just falling in love with just the current state of animation. It feels like we're just at the beginning of a golden age of animation, and uh, it's really exciting. So. This show kind of adds to that form for me. So um, just uh, looking forward to more of these episodes with the uh, animation in mind. Um, uh, another thing about Peggy Carter's um, Captain Carter, um, which uh, was a sweet little uh, addition to her whole thing. So she's got the shield and the shield looks, well, it has a union, um, excuse me, a union jack. So the, uh, essentially the uh the british flag kind of replacing the american flag on the shield um is very cool but what's very kind of what do you call it um mythic um uh, king arthur-esque is that she ends up with a sword along with the shield it's oh man it just adds something to it that's just so cool so uh just little little nods like that, little or not nods, but little additions like that just give it that extra 
kind of specialness that I, I really appreciate. One last thing I wanted to add to the stuff I did like was just the character of Howard Stark. Just like Peggy Carter uh, being such a great supportive character, and a supportive character in the movies, but I realize she's the star of this particular episode. Um, but Howard Stark as a, uh, what do you call it, as a supporting character in the MCU, uh, man, I, I, you know, I'd be remiss if I don't look up this actor's name because he was really good in these MC movies, but he's also really good in uh, the Preacher TV show. Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper's version. I know uh, John Slattery, I think, is the actor who plays the older version. But anyway, so Tony Stark's dad, Howard Stark. Uh, such a uh, um, likable character. In uh, in the first Avenger, the movie, and as well in this, he's just I don't know, um, kind of like yeah, a proto Tony Stark kind of old timey Tony Stark ver a version, you know, just uh, his dad's just a different version. Uh, I don't know, there, there's something super likable about the portrayal of Dominic Cooper's Howard Stark that um, they is just yet another thing that the uh, Marvel Studios got right. Um, it's just so crazy that they got um, such great actors to play the main characters. You're, you got your Chris Hemsworth, your Chris Evans, your, you know, your uh, Robert Downey Juniors. But then you get somebody like Haley Atwell and uh, Dominic Cooper, you know, uh, these supporting characters that just like, man, like they... They, they get so much right uh, with the casting that it's just uh, just uh, embarrassment of riches that uh, I'm so glad that we get to uh, partake in. So um, let's see. I think that's all that I had for this episode for uh, my feelings on the first episode of this anthology. But um, looking forward, looking ahead, because there's uh, eight more episodes. The way this episode ended leads me to believe that they're going to kind of come back to it somewhat within this anthology. At the end of this first episode, uh, Peggy Carter ends up in present day in a S.H.I.E.L.D. base and is greeted by Nick Fury and Clint Barton, Hawkeye. So so it, it looks like they're going to kind of form this new kind of alternate version of an Avengers team uh, where instead of Captain America, they have Captain Britain or Captain Carter. And so that'll be interesting uh, if they come back to do their own version of a what if team of Avengers. There was there was uh, also something about there was also some idea floating online that these episodes could potentially spin off into their own movie. Uh, so, for example, if this episode became so popular, this particular episode with uh, Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter became so popular that it can conceivably become its own movie, like live action. So um, that's kind of an exciting prospect. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting looking forward is that they could easily kind of backdoor introduce the X-Men or the Fantastic Four with this kind of multiverse kind of um, uh, approach to storytelling. Since they are going to be introducing the Fantastic Four and X-Men at some point, uh, here in the near future with the MCU, they could use this TV series as a way to introduce them. So 
just the possibilities are exciting with something like this, with the uh, multiverse, alternate universe kind of approach to storytelling in, uh, in a fictional universe like this. So I am looking forward to more of these episodes in this anthology and to be recording these uh, reaction podcasts. But uh, till then, let me do a little bit of a networking here. Um, let's see, uh, to find all things Mind Grenade, you can go to mindgrenadestudios.com. Uh, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or anywhere podcasts are found. So uh, that's it for me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. This is Hector saying so long and we'll talk to you soon. Summer